0: Uh-oh. Hey, everybody, and welcome to True Crime Paranormal with the Psychic Sisters. This is Katie Weaver, and I'm here with my sister, co-host, and partner in crime, Christy Brower. Hello. Hello. Hey, everybody. Excited for Wednesday night case updates. Yes. Welcome to Wednesday night. We are, of course, live, but if you're listening to this later on on the podcast, the podcast. the Podcast, podcast. <laughs> podcast. Well. Oh no. Yeah. yeah. Very happy to be here. There's a lot going on in the crime world right now. There surely is. Yeah. But before we get there, how are you going? What you been doing all day? <laughs> uh, well, I have pancreatitis, so
1: um, not much. Let's just <laughs> put it like that.
0: So that's what you've been doing all day. Yeah,
1: yeah just resting. So well. I actually held down a little... Uh, uh, um sherbet a little while ago so maybe I'm gonna live yeah go. starting right. to
0: wonder yeah
1: <laughs> yeah uh, I think
0: you will hopefully uh tonight's the turning point and tomorrow you're back on I was gonna say on your feed but that just seems so livestocky it'll yeah it'll take a <laughs> while before I'm really back <laughs> on my feed <laughs>
1: yeah, if you've ever had right. pancreatitis
0: you know this is not a fast process oh. no dang it yucky Wanted to answer Alexis's question in case anyone else was wondering as well. When is the cold read party? The cold read party is the third Tuesday of the month. So this month that will make it on the 19th. Oh, on Lori comes to court day. Ooh. Now we all know it's on Lori comes to court day. Gotcha. We're going to talk a lot more about that.
1: <laughs> we truly are. l yeah. Anders, thank you. I'm glad you think I look great because <laughs> behind the scenes, I, I don't feel great, but that's okay. I'm, I'm got better. Make it
0: you make it. Well, to amidst yeah. all of that, we've had a whole bunch of tech issues. You guys might have noticed that we uh, oh failed to put a case out yesterday because uh, yeah, we, sure did. we couldn't.
1: No. We could not. I don't know something. My computer went crazy and we had to try a different a different one of my computers. You know, I'm a really techie person when I tell you I have three computers. So mm-hmm. fortunately, I'm on my newest computer and everything's fine. So
0: all is well and behaving. Yes. yes. Bonkers. Well, I'm so glad because, yeah. It's an unsettling feeling. We had the same case prepared and we sat down to record it three times before we could actually do it. So, Oh, my gosh. It's so frustrating.
1: It's so Mm -hmm. weird how that happens every once in a while. Yeah. Like, does this story just
0: really not supposed
1: to be told? I don't
0: understand. So frustrating. Well, on top of it, it was that really freaking creepy case about, uh, what's his name? Daniel, Daniel the plant. plant, yeah, that was Whoa. living in the walls of these people's house and dressing up like their dead mother. And oh my God. Yeah.
1: Scary.
0: Serious creeper. Holy hell. Yeah. 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 And oh, Lynn a, a couple a really know... funny segments. <laughs> <laughs> Lynn said she won't know about our issues for months because she's uh, currently on February 2021. Well, there you go. <laughs>
1: yes you won't even notice this probably you'll hear us talk about it that's all
0: (laughs) right you'll be like I remember I remember when this went down yeah Yeah. well I'm glad to see everybody here in the chat welcome everyone Mm -hmm. we do have we have a lot of ground to cover but I think let's let's hit the ground running with the Valo Bell case I mean what everybody's thinking about yeah So as you all know, yesterday, the judge issued an order saying, or not yesterday, sorry, Monday. Monday. The judge issued an order saying, we now believe that Lori is all spiffed up and ready to come back to court. So in case you don't know, she was ruled uh, incompetent to stand trial about, well, about a year ago, actually. But she entered the uh, state mental hospital in June of last year. And there's been a stay on her case for about a full year. And now the stay has been lifted. She's spiffed up and ready to come back. And she will finally be arraigned on all of these first-degree murder and first-degree conspiracy charges on Tuesday, the 19th. And believe you me, we will be here for it. We'll stream it. That's happening. Mm -hmm. There's two uh, events happening that day. The first one is another showdown between the prosecutor and John Pryor, Chad Daybell's attorney and the judge. So we'll talk about that, but that happens at one o'clock and then Lori's arraignment, I believe is at one 30. Mm-hmm. So that's, Oh no, I've got those things backwards. I'm sorry. Lori gets arraigned first at one o'clock. Okay. And then the other, I have been mixed up about that. Cause it's, I think a lot of people have it mixed up from what I I'm looking at the register of actions for, uh, the iCourt portal right now. And that's what it says. So, okay. Yeah. So that's going to be the right one then. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, very exciting uh, to have her come back. So, a few things. Uh, one of you asked us uh, on, on that case that uh, on another podcast, they were talking about an, amenities that you're possible to uh, possibly benefit from while being in the hospital. And one of them was uh, beautician services. You had wondered if it's possible if Lori received uh, beautician services in the hospital, and the answer is yes, it is possible.
1: But it would just be like a haircut, though. It's not like, it's just basic maintenance is what they get. It's not like going to a salon at all. Yeah, we're
0: not talking about, you know, getting color or, you know, those uh, Extension extensions she was so fond of and things like that at all. It would just be a haircut if she needed yeah. something like that. And, and actually sometimes things like that are offered at the jails too. I mean this mm-hmm. is not it's not completely out there to think that she would have uh, access to something
1: like that. Yeah to have like a haircut just a trim kind of thing. I mean that that is very much of the thing mm-hmm.
0: We do not believe that she's back at the Madison County jail yet. She's mm-hmm. not showing up on the uh, the state's list of inmates. We do believe that she's still at the hospital for another day or two while they get a few things in place because jails are not notoriously good at giving you your medication. But in Lori's case, it is absolutely imperative that she receive her meds, receive them properly, and receive them on time because ain't nobody wants to go backwards, right? Right. We want her to stay competent and capable. So the jail has to be now prepared for this the poor jail I mean you know having her there is no cakewalk no and now this is another layer of that but yes and you're right Paula said I think Archibald will do his best to keep her on her meds so she will stay competent absolutely and then the jail will be the biggest piece of that yeah right and because she was deemed incompetent
1: and is she can be force medicated clear up through the sentencing yeah um because it is a part of her competency Mm -hmm. there is a point at which she will have the choice again about whether or not she's medicated but she will not have that choice until her trial is over Mm -hmm. or Mm -hmm. her plea and sentencing whatever it is she has to be she'll be sentenced before she gets that power back
0: yeah yep she won't have that choice so hopefully you know all goes well and the jail does a great job and we keep her you know, well, will mm-hmm. she be in solitary like Chad kind of Madison had her not completely in solitary, but in a very supervised area. Yeah. And and, and then actually uh, towards the end, she actually was in solitary, but my understanding was that wasn't so much because um, she had to be, but because they were kind of low on in, inmates at the time. And so she had so her in could.
1: her own father. Yeah. Yeah
0: but it's uh, not but been as dangerous her. for
1: her as it has been for chad chad's yeah. like physically in danger mm-hmm. she's not so much in danger as you know i don't know she might be i'm not saying she couldn't be but it's not as likely yeah, yeah. but they do
0: supervise her uh greatly yes yeah yeah so it will be interesting To see what happens when she comes back. But we do expect that'll happen in the next day or two. I mean, she's not doing court until, hey, Amy, she's not doing court until uh, Tuesday. And so they may wait until do it over the weekend when things are a little bit easier, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it'll,
1: yeah. I, I really have suspect mover on the weekend because there'll be less eyes on the system at that time. But we don't know that for sure. But that
0: has been a question. Yeah, for sure. Uh, is a jail cell shared? So at Madison, I believe the way they do it is they have uh, a quads. So basically they have one room that has four cells and then it has some general area that at uh, uh, times when you're allowed to be out of your cell, you'd share with other people. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you, you have a, an individual room, mm-hmm. but then shared like living space, sort of. Yeah.
0: yeah. Chris, you've gone really fuzzy on me. Uh-oh. I'm hoping, I don't know, anybody in the chat want to chime in? Are, are we both clear for you guys? If not, you might want to go out and come back. I'm not sure. Am I okay to you? You're you're okay. You've, you've stopped for, there's been a lag a couple times. Okay. But nothing major. Part of our problem is we've had some weird storms that knocked the power out a couple of days ago that seemed to uh, cause a little trouble with the... Uh, with those lives. Um, yeah. yeah. So they're saying, do you want to try going out and coming back in? Yeah, I will do that. Sometimes that works. <laughs> Unfortunately, uh, we're, we're doing the best with what we've got here. So the other part of Daybell's in court is it has to do still with the same conversation that has been going on the last few weeks about whether or not we sequester, uh, the, whether or not they call a jury in ADA. There you go. That fixed it. Oh, good. Whether or not they call a jury. No, it didn't. Oh,
1: Shoot, This is the problem we were having before.
0: Yeah, don't understand. I don't either. So they're talking about whether or not to uh, call a jury in Ada and bring them back to Fremont and sequester them here and hold the trial here. Or whether to just move the whole uh, ordeal to Ada County, which is where it's been ordered to be as of last fall. Yeah. So the prosecution's working really hard to move it back here. So with all that being said, they have asked for uh, another extension. I think the judges have had it with yeah. extensions, you know. Well, I so hope they, he has. I really hope he has. Yeah. So this is what happened. Um, well, two interesting things. So the state filed a motion to continue the hearing so they could get more evidence on jury transport costs. Judge voice said no. So he says, Nope, we are still going forward. So. Okay. So we still don't know what the hell we're talking about. So <laughs> Chad's hearing is at 9am on Tuesday, 9am. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh-huh. Okay, 9am. And then Lori's is at 1pm. Okay. We will get this right. Um, anyway, so they asked for a continuance. They said, no uh, prior also, uh, did not want that, and so they. Uh, anyway, so the answer is no. So it is happening at 9 a.m. on Tuesday. The other kind of interesting thing is that the uh, <laughs> the prosecution and the defense have both subpoenaed the same people. <laughs> they both want Fremont yeah. County Clerk Abby Mace and Ada County Lieutenant uh, Travis Ruby. So. Both of them are going to be testifying during the transport trial venue uh, conversation. And to the best of our knowledge that will all be uh, public and we should be able to stream it all of those yeah. things.
1: So this, this no will be the any first, reason
0: now. Yeah, this will be the first peek at Lori anybody has had in more than a year. About 18 months. Lori quit showing up to court about 18 months ago, but she'll have to be present for her arraignment. Oh, yeah.
1: It's going to be really interesting
0: to see her
1: see what this period in the hospital has done. You know, has she changed a lot? Has she not? We don't know. Yeah.
0: What color is that hair? Everyone's so curious about her hair. Yeah. What color is that hair? Is it just gray? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, Ron Behedral said, can't wait to see Lori's new candy lipstick color. Right, yes, we may see that. We We've wondered about that. it. Will we? Will she have a mask on, covering that smirk? Or is are no, not requiring masks currently because no, Chad hasn't not. been wearing one? No, that's true. Or my other question is, has she quit caring about all the superficial stuff? Or when can she... she quit caring about those things? I don't know. When she first came to the jail, she was so vain mm-hmm. and has the uh, two years in jail knocked that out of her yet? I'm, I i do not know. Hard to say. Yeah. Very hard to say. Yep. So I guess we just keep on going. <laughs> you're just, you're so blurry, but I don't know what else Am to I? do. I Can you hear me though? Uh, We can hear you. It doesn't match up with your face. (laughs) I I closed every window
1: that I have open, except for the ones I absolutely have to have, trying to help with that. I do not know what's going on, guys. Because when I test my internet, it's blazing fast. So it shouldn't be a broadband issue, but it clearly
0: is. I don't know. Yeah. Well, We'll just keep carrying on, darn it. Sometimes, you know, when you do live stuff like this, you know. It's just what it is. Yeah, it is. Well, let's talk a little bit. So that's pretty much it on the Daybell stuff. That's what we know so far. Uh, like I said, it sounds as though uh, she's not back at the jail yet, but will be back in a day or two. And hopefully, uh, hopefully one of our contacts will let us know, and we'll let you know. So... <laughs> That's what we're working on. We will. Yeah. Yeah. So let's talk about the Crumblies for just a minute. (laughs) Oh, do we have to? (laughs) I know. So the Crumblies, of course, this is James and Jennifer Crumbly. They are the parents of Ethan Crumbly, who uh, shot up a school last year. And miraculously, the Crumblies were charged. Yeah. Which just never happens. You guys know, we've talked about this quite a bit, but uh, it never happens. But they just mm-hmm. absolutely ignored the mm-hmm. fact that their son was spiraling in mental illness so and, oh. yep, and bought him a gun that they didn't even bother to lock up. No. And of course, he took it to his school and he shot and killed four people and injured several others. And they were charged. They were charged. So, anyway, the latest with them, because they are winding and whining their Mm. way through the court system.
1: The whining is just like, you know, I have no sympathy for these people at all.
0: I mean, either. And they seem to have no sympathy for anyone else at all. No. They are acting like such victims. It's so disgusting. So, their latest... uh. Bit of whining has to do with bail yet again so they're both being held on $500,000 bond and they're asking yet again for that to be reduced down to a hundred thousand the problem they have is that when they were arrested they were trying to flee yeah they were only across the river from the Canadian border
1: mm-hmm. <laughs> when they when they were caught like I it's pretty obvious that they were
0: trying to run and, yeah. and leave their kid behind to deal with this. Totally, and they had a uh, you know a chunk of cash that they had, of Ethan that they'd taken out of the bank. I mean, mm-hmm. they were on their way out if there was Maybe. any way they could get out. And it's just laughable to me that they keep going back to court and going. They are not flight risks.
1: We've what, been misrepresented.
0: The yeah, yeah. That their attorney. This gets me. She said. One of the attorneys, she said, they're not a flight risk, especially if they wear an ankle bracelet. (laughs) Well, that doesn't really make me feel better. You know, Judge. if if you put an ankle bracelet on them, they probably couldn't even flee. (laughs) Uh, Yeah,
1: Yeah, that's not a good
0: enough reason to let them out. Not at all, at all. So we'll see where that goes. At any rate, uh, the judge isn't really feeling it. So they will be going back to court next month, but, uh, that's the, pardon me, the latest with them. I just can't quit following them because honestly, I'm just blown away at their complete lack of empathy or compassion for the, uh, the families who lost children in this. Right. Like there's nothing about we're so say about what's happened.
1: No, they're not, they're not sorry at all. They don't appear to be in any way. No. And they lip off to the judge and roll their eyes and they act like bratty teenagers in court. I'm just amazed Mm -hmm. by them.
0: For sure. So let's talk about uh, Harmony. Let's talk about Harmony Montgomery. It seems like every week there are more charges filed in the Harmony Montgomery matter. Remember Harmony is one of the children we've been covering that is missing. And her dad and his estranged estranged, uh, ex-wife who was Harmony's stepmother at the time that she disappeared, they just keep getting in more trouble. But in the meantime, nobody's been charged in the disappearance of Harmony. I know they're still just trying to put that together and find Harmony and figure out what happened to her, but it gets a little frustrating. However, last week we reported about her dad, Adam Montgomery, had been charged with stealing some guns back in October of 2019. Which, uh, you know, coincidentally, that's the same time that Harmony disappeared. Right. Uh, Now we know that also stepmom was involved in that. Kayla Montgomery has now also been charged in connection with the theft of the firearms. Yeah.
1: Yeah, which, you know, and I know one of the things they're doing here is they are trying to hold these idiots in jail on whatever they can hold them on. Yeah, to hang on to them and hope that they're going to give something up eventually about harmony.
0: Yeah, but holy crap! I mean, what what more is there to find on these dummies? Right when they already they reported last week that they'd cut a plea deal with Caleb Montgomery. So yeah. ugh, it's very now charged with new stuff. But they, you know, because there's the
1: whole, um, the whole welfare fraud and now the guns and. Like, the deeper they dig, the worse it gets. And they, we haven't
0: even gotten to where is this missing child. Yeah. Yeah. Not yeah. cool. It's very frustrating. But there you go. More charges. <sighs> Speaking about charges, let's talk about Sherry F. Papini. Oh. <laughs> oh, this woman. Oh, my gosh. Do you guys remember this ass? She is the woman who disappeared in California several years ago, and there was a manhunt for weeks for her. She This was in 2016. She was a mom and lived in a posh little neighborhood and had quite the nice little life and vanished and was gone for weeks, I think three weeks, and there was a huge manhunt for her. When she showed back up, she had a chain uh, wrapped around her waist. She was beat up. And she told this whole story about how two Hispanic women had kidnapped her and been torturing her and beating her up and all this shit. And people in their community were horrified. They they were so scared about this happening. They were so freaked out. There, There was a ton of money raised to search for her. And, and her husband and her kids, like they, she put everybody through so much. At the same time, there was another missing woman in a neighboring county who didn't get nearly the press, the help, the fundraising, the anything that Sherry F. Papini got. Yeah. Well, they finally have been able to prove that she's a big damn liar. She yeah. was having an affair She was at the home of an ex-boyfriend for those three weeks. She was just on vacay. And her injuries, she gave them to herself. Can you imagine taking something that far? It is so disgusting. Yeah, she branded herself. Yeah, Alexis, can you even imagine? Yes. So she's now very sorry, guys. She said, I will work for the rest of my life to make amends for what I have done. Oh, please, Sherry. Like, anyone me- will ever trust you again.
1: Yeah, you've lost everyone in your life. Because who's who wants to hang around for that kind of bullshit? She's
0: also deeply
1: ashamed
0: that she got caught. Yeah. hmm Th- This part, it just gets me. She's so very sorry for the pain I've caused my family, my friends, all the good people who needlessly suffered because of my story and those who worked hard to try and help me. Oh, shut up, Sherry, for Christ's sake. But but admitting it was a part of her plea deal. Yeah. So in order to to plead guilty, yep, she had to, she had to fess up. So that's what's going to, that's what's happening. So, She agreed to plead guilty to two counts of mail fraud and lying to a law enforcement officer. Charges that could carry sentences of 20 years uh, and five years, respectively. Respectively, They don't feel like she'll get anywhere near that much, uh, but she will probably get some time. And she also has to pay back $300,000 in restitution. Yeah. And that is that I think right there is really important because all of
1: the money That went into looking for her. Yeah. You know, that community's police force should not have to foot the bill for
0: this bullshit game she played. Mm Mm-hmm. Yep. It's absolutely disgusting. It is. So, and you guys, you're right. There is a big trial going on this week that we've never actually covered. It's the Todit family trial. Mm -hmm. So I'm not going to speak on it because I honestly don't know enough about it.
1: I don't but either. It's I'll not when we... have keep an eye
0: on it for sure. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, right, Paula. What if they had arrested people for kidnapping her? Right. I mean, she didn't just freely come out with this info. She got caught. Well, it's and... Not... Okay, white people. If you don't stop accusing
1: people of color... Yeah. And black people of crimes that did not exist I swear to god that makes me ooh that part makes me madder than any of it and of course yeah. it was to hispanic women it's always listen white people i'm mm-hmm. no longer practicing as a white person and uh, <laughs> i'm so sick of this shit right well, that's,
0: that's really harmful ignorant, and racist Racist yeah, bad, shit. to do uh-huh.
1: yeah. it makes me so mad
0: for sure So there you go. That's what's up with Sherry Sherry Papini. So we'll just watch for a sentence to come down. I promise you nobody's going to be satisfied with it. No, mm -mm. she won't get that much time. She is still getting special treatment. She really is. It's so gross. But there you go. Okay. How about Nancy Brophy?
1: (laughs) Not friend of the show, Nancy Brophy. I still dying over that essay that you read on the, on the update last week Yes. about what uh, she wrote about how to kill your husband. Oh my God.
0: Mm-hmm. Nancy McBrophy <laughs> is obviously, uh, you know, she's on trial. We covered this twice last week, actually. She is the romance novelist who is on trial for uh, murdering her husband. And it's just, uh, it, it's Pretty much ruling out the way you would expect it would. They are in Portland and they have been hammered with bad weather. So some of the uh, proceedings this week have actually had to uh, start late because they couldn't even come to court. Right. Okay. But four detectives testified yesterday and are basically piecing together the events that took place uh, after she was informed of her husband's death. And basically what they said is when they told her about her husband's death, she was she showed up. So they were still processing the crime scene and she showed up to uh, the school and she said that she uh, had heard there was something going on there, that there were police there. So she came to see what was going on. And then, of course, they informed her that her husband, uh, you know, had been murdered.
1: Yeah, that. No, she thought she was like committing the perfect crime she's Mm -hmm. real bad at this real
0: real bad at this she was not a suspect initially uh there was no reason to suspect her of anything in the very beginning but then and and you know of course they had told her everything that happened and yada yada but then they started pulling surveillance videos from the area and discovered of course that uh Her van was in the area uh, starting at 7.01am and then was seen again at 7.07am and then at 7.09, 7.28 and it drove away from the area right after that. And the reason that's important is because her testimony has been or what she told the police when they questioned her is that when her husband got up to go to work, She uh, woke up and saw that he was getting ready for work and then went back to sleep and, you know, stayed home until she had heard there was something going on. And the problem with that is there's just way too much uh, evidence otherwise. And so that's kind of, that's what turned them on to her pretty much immediately. Because remember, she showed up at the crime scene driving that van. They saw her in that van. (laughs) And then later that day, saw CCTV of that van already there early that morning. Right.
1: Wow. And then,
0: of course, yeah. Then, of course, talking about so much of the the stuff that we already knew. They said that no leads ever led away from Nancy. They said they... And they did. They interviewed and checked out every other staff member at that school, every student at that school, they did a very detailed investigation and all roads just kept pointing back to one person. Right. And of course the gun, as we know. Mm-hmm. And and she had a story about the gun. She said that after the shooting at the Marjorie Stoneman Douglas high school, uh, they learned that lots of their friends and family had guns, so they decided to buy one, too, at a gun show. And they didn't uh, like it, so they put it up on a shelf and really regretted ever buying it.
1: <laughs> See, that's too much detail right there. Mm-hmm. You can tell when people are lying when they tell you way more backstory than they need. hmm Yep.
0: So Miss not anyway, should have
1: known that. She yeah. Does not know that.
0: Yep. Anyway, that that's kind of where things uh, rolled out from there. One interesting thing, though, is that Nancy's phone did not leave home at the time of the murder. Checking her phone pings, her phone was at her house. So she left it home. She left it home, but. Knowing what Nancy does for a living, she would know to leave it home. She would, but you'd think she would know that they could,
1: that there would be surveillance, you know, around the area where she was driving would pick her up too. I mean, dumb.
0: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Pretty interesting. So there's, we're just going to keep watching it roll out. She has not taken the stand. There was some talk that she was, I'm really hoping she does because, uh, I really want to see it. (laughs) Uh, I'd be pretty curious to hear what she's got to say. Mm -hmm. All the drama around, uh, you know, the conversations with her attorney. Her attorney's initial uh, assessment was that their whole defense was centered around love. That's right. She couldn't have killed her husband because (laughs) she loves him.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: So we'll keep an eye on that one. So... Let's let's talk about another not friend of the show, Barry Morphew.
1: <laughs> you know, we're really stacking up a large list of not friends of the show. I know we occasionally need to have an actual friend of the show. Just the thought,
0: right? We have lots of them there in our chat room.
1: Those yeah, are yeah, the true friends that's of the true. show. Yeah, you all are here right now.
0: Rob Wood, friend of the show, definitely. Lindsay uh, Blake, friend of the show. We mm-hmm. do have friends of the show. Nate
1: Eaton, friend of the show. <laughs> Justin Love. Friend mm-hmm. of the
0: show. Yes. Uh, well, let's talk about more of you. Good Lord. <laughs> you guys, it, it, it's such a clusterfuck. I can't imagine that we're going to get a du- guilty verdict on this case. Right? Uh, I hope that's... I'm wrong. I really, really hope I'm wrong. But I don't like the way this looks at all. Mm-hmm. And the judge doesn't like the way this looks at all. Mm-mm. So, they're... We're very near going to trial. And yet again, uh, his attorneys, the defense attorneys, had filed a request to dismiss the charge, dismiss the case because of the state's obvious and egregious violations regarding DNA evidence. So here's how it goes, roughly. There was DNA evidence in Suzanne's vehicle that the police and or the prosecution kept under wraps. They did not tell the judge about it. They did not tell the prosecution about it. And for five months, while Barry Morphew sat in jail, uh, not receiving bond, the judge did not know that there was some foreign DNA there. And then that DNA ended up being uh, sent through CODIS And it's a partial match for a serial rapist that has raped in a few different states. Right. But it's only a partial match. It's only a partial match. Not
1: really enough to say anything, for sure.
0: Yep. And so all along, the, uh, the prosecution's been really sketchy about it. Law enforcement was sketchy about it. And the prosecution or the defense is pissed and feel like, they have not, there have been several other discovery violations as well. You know, and we know it doesn't matter what kind of evidence the prosecution is sitting on. They have to give it all to the defense, all of it. Even if it hurts their case, it still has to be given. Right. And they have not been good about doing that. They have no. actually sucked. So here's what's going to happen the judge did refuse to throw out. The DNA evidence, or, or sorry, she refused to throw out the sentence, so they're still going to trial. However, she is now saying that they are going to limit, or he is, sorry, he's going to limit expert testimony about cell phone data, vehicle movement data, and DNA. Wow, so what does that mean, you think, limit Oh, it kicks the uh, prosecution in the balls. It's bad. It? Yeah, uh, he he said partly because they filed information about expert witnesses too late. They've missed the deadlines to file the information about the uh, witnesses that are they were going to call, and because mm. of that, they're not going to let them call them. Wow, it's just the uh... the prosecution has screwed up big time. Yeah. They have. It's really, really concerning and frustrating to see this going down. Yeah. So the prosecution says that uh, essentially withholding all of their expert witnesses basically is just as good as, a, as uh, throwing the case out because they won't be able to prove a damn thing without having their experts. Right. So they are now uh, they've now filed for you know, to ask the judge to reconsider that Mm -hmm. or talk about what those limits may be because uh, they need to be able to bring in their experts. So it's ugly, you guys. It is really ugly.
1: They jumped the gun on this
0: so bad. Mm
1: -hmm. Just um, it's not, it's not going to end well. It just isn't. And I don't think at any point will it result in us finding Suzanne's body.
0: Right. Where is Suzanne, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. Hmm. Well, because they're saying that they have DNA evidence, or I'm sorry, they have vehicle location evidence mm-hmm. uh, and cell phone pings that basically match up to where she would have been, where her bike was found and things in relation to Barry's cell phone and his truck. And, of course, he says he was out chasing an elk. Isn't this the dummy that said he was using blow darts on the local... Uh, Squirrels deer or, or raccoons or something, yeah. yeah. Oh, it was deer, wasn't it? Deer, wasn't it deer? yeah. It's like, yeah. That's why he had <laughs> the blow dart gun, or, or yeah. no, the train gun. Oh, the train anyway. gun or whatever. Yeah, he. Yeah. You know, anyway, have. It. It. I think it's very concerning. rhombohedral said, "Very morphe. will pass over when his bobcat drives over him in reverse." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. But yes, he said he thinks uh, that he will be lucky. I, I, or he'll be. I agree. He, I think he's absolutely guilty. I am not convinced he's going to get convicted. They've yeah, done a terrible uh, yeah. job. They have. Yep, yeah. you have to follow the freaking chipmunks. Was it chipmunks? Yes, there was something with chipmunks, and there was mm-hmm. also something with deer. With deer. Mm-hmm. Oh, he was looking. He was going to
1: find. He was tranking them to cut off their horns. Remember, That's which is right. Not, how that works at all <laughs> they yeah. fall off
0: my ass <laughs> mm-hmm. anyway yeah anyway so that's what's going on there so it's not getting thrown out but I think that trial is going to be very frustrating I mean we will most definitely keep an eye on it and keep you guys oh, yeah. abreast of everything that we see but I I do think we have reason to be pretty freaking concerned yeah do. yeah so well, you know, I, I don't know. I just don't know what to say about it. And obviously, I think a lot of you guys are kind of hearing the same thing. But that's that's what we're coming up with right now. Mm-hmm. OK. All right. So we'll keep going. Sorry, you guys. <laughs> i just a little bit sidetracked here. Yes. Yeah, something about chipmunks, yes, and something about deer, what in the Right. Heck? I can't even. Okay, well, let me get back to my notes here. We do have a few more uh, things to get to. I always make a list, and then I want to make sure we actually follow it. Let's see. Right. Cassie Carley. Okay. Yes. So in the case of Cassie Carley, remember we, cut, we covered uh, Cassie Carley last week. Cassie Carly was uh murdered, we believe, by her estranged boyfriend, who's the dad of her daughter. And he has finally now gone ahead and waived his uh his uh the extradition. So they're not gonna have to fight to extradite him now. So he's currently uh in, I believe he's in Tennessee, yeah. So Marcus Spavanello or Spanavello. Spanavello. So he is in Tennessee. They were trying to extradite him back to Florida. He was going to fight that. At first, he said he was going to fight that. Now he's saying that he is not going to fight that. He waived his rights. So he's going to be uh, pulled on back to uh, get charged. There, we're still learning more about this, uh, seeing more information passed between the two of them, their correspondence. He was very scary. Every picture of him is terrifying. Uh-huh. I am
1: not seeing a, pic- a decent picture of him that doesn't look like he's just thinking about killing you.
0: Yeah. And maybe that's
1: sure. just the media too, but there are no, like, I am not seen a single smiling picture of this
0: guy. No. He always looks uh, intimidating and creepy. So one of the things we had known last week was that uh, their daughter, their four-year-old daughter, who uh, has been, you know, who was also missing briefly... Uh, has been in the care of child protective services in Alabama and she has now been returned to Cassie Carley's family. So they lived with grandpa, with Cassie's dad. And so now she's just, she's been returned back home. So so that's good. That's one thing we were worried about, you know, that here she is and, you know, in CPS custody and she has family that love her and want her. It just took him a little bit of time to make that happen. Yeah. So we'll keep, we'll keep keeping an eye on Marcus, but at least know now that he is at least uh, coming back to Florida, which is what we wanted to hear.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It's so arrogant for these guys to try to fight extradition. The only fight you have with extradition truly is uh, if you're trying to prove that who they're trying, who you are, that you are not the person they're actually looking for. Yeah. But in this case, of course, that's not the case. No. And so, you know, (laughs) there's no reason to not just extradite him, but he was going to be difficult, you know, and drag things on as much as he could, which is what he did do. Right. So the other thing, of course, that everyone's thinking about is the shooting in Brooklyn. And knowing that today the suspect in the Brooklyn uh, subway shooting has been arrested. Yeah. So this is Frank James. And, of course, uh, you probably know he's a 62-year-old man who got onto a subway car yesterday and started shooting. Well, he had a smoke bomb or something with him, too, didn't he? Yes. Yep, he did. He had smoke grenades. He fired a handgun 33 times on a crowded subway train. Oh, God. He injured 29 people no one died yeah that's very interesting no one died it's also interesting that he's 62 that's yeah
1: old for these kinds of shooters
0: yeah his sister said he's pretty much always been a loner and she really didn't have much contact with him at all it sounds like he was he's been pretty messed up for a long time yeah. Um, I think it's an absolute miracle that nobody died in that. A uh, miracle. It is. That's very strange. It could have been strange. So... I don't even
1: know how you could intentionally, like shooting that many bullets, how could you not, you know, there's no way you could
0: aim to not kill anybody. No, he was shooting to kill, surely. Yeah. Yeah, surely. But uh, didn't manage to, amazingly. Yeah. Yeah, that's something really something to me. Uh, but we'll keep an eye on that one too. Um, I'd like to see what the, uh, what things look like as that starts into court, you know, and what, uh, what the defense could possibly be, or maybe he'll just plead. I I can't imagine. Oh, he was a vlogger. Oh, Mm -hmm. I've not seen that Eliza. i I wonder if his stuff is still up. So often these guys, uh, That have some kind of online presence, as soon as they get arrested, that stuff is scrubbed from the internet in a hot hurry. So hopefully we'll still be able to find some stuff. Thank you for that. I did not know that. Crazy manifesto, as is Yeah, maybe. And then the last thing we wanted to talk briefly about, we did a story this week about Harry Edward Greenwell, who last week they had named as the I-65 killer or the days in killer, right? I yeah. uh, hopefully you heard that episode and know what we're talking about in that episode. We had talked about the fact that we felt like this was just a drop in the bucket yeah. and that they were going to discover that he'd actually committed a lot more crimes than uh, just those ones. Uh, this was another DNA for the Win case. And guess what? <laughs> now they are saying uh, they believe that uh, there are two more murder sprees that they think that they can link him to.
1: Well, and some of it's on physical description because he has kind of a droopy eye, mm-hmm. and they've got in other jurisdictions they have these mm-hmm. composite drawings that look like the original one with a guy
0: with a droopy eye. So yep, yep, isn't that um, wild? It's, it's not even the DNA right now. It's this. It's the lazy eye yeah. that's getting him. Yep, I know that's pretty interesting. Yep, pretty wild. Yeah, so we'll keep an eye on that too, but we're hoping that uh, all of these new revelations about him are going to go ahead and solve a whole bunch of stuff. I hope so. Yeah. Yep. Very, very interesting. So that is, that's what we've got. That like Like I said, there's a lot going on in the crime world. There's a lot of things just kind of heading into court that are going to be really interesting to watch. And so, of course, we will... Be doing it and we'll see. I let's see, I'm not sure if we reported last week or not that uh, in the uh, Ghislaine Maxwell, uh, what do you call it now? I, you know, she's already been convicted in her Mm -hmm. case. Of course, her attorneys were fighting really hard to either get a mistrial or a new trial or just a complete let's just send her home kind of deal. Because of the uh, juror, who apparently wasn't accurate on his uh, juror questionnaire. And last week, the judge said, no, that's not no. going to work out. I read an article today that her siblings were absolutely dumbfounded.
1: Dumbfounded.
0: Not Why dumbfounded not? by the shit she's done, but mm-hmm. dumbfounded by this. Right. How are they not dumbfounded by the fact that... That she was just convicted of all of this stuff. How are they not dumbfounded by all of the evidence presented against her? But they're dumbfounded that the courts aren't just going to let her turn around and go back home because a juror didn't include something about his uh, sex uh, abuse that he was received as a child in his survey. Uh, The whole thing. These people are such pigs. They're
1: wealthy and very used to getting away with everything. And it's just not going to happen this time.
0: Yep. Yep. Without a doubt. Right. No kidding. Cranky said, if she were my sister, I would be very ashamed. Right. Yeah. And yet no, they... Mm-hmm. Well, they don't want
1: this as a black mark on their family. They're not going to admit it Hmm. because they don't, you know, because yeah. of who they are. I don't know. It's
0: gross. Yeah. Yep. It's so wild. So Anyway, we'll keep an eye on that as well. But at at least for now, she is staying put and enjoying the old hot pocket jail life, just like she should be.
1: (laughs) Getting sentenced to prison in June.
0: Yes. Yes. So we'll keep an eye on that for sure. So that is what we have. I think that is absolutely all of it. So Mm -hmm. we're going to keep working on our tech stuff. And...
1: (laughs) I have
0: another thought. I think I might know the problem. Okay. so Something else we can solve. Yes. Okay. So with that being said, then we will be back tomorrow night, same place, same time for the psychic hour. So come and join us. That is always a really nice time. Bugger did not get sentenced yet. They got another extension.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's coming, I think, at the end of the month now.
0: Yeah, I think so. Yeah, they had received another extension, but I thought that's coming up soon. Yeah. So, and then, of course, next week we'll be here. Monday is going to be quite the day. Well, Monday we'll have an episode. Tuesday we'll be here at 9 a.m. for Chad to be in court. We'll be back here at 1 p.m. for Lori to be in court. Can't Mm -hmm. wait. And then, of course, we'll be back at 7 p.m., For the cold read party so it's gonna be a big day around here right better eat our wheaties it's gonna be a big one so lots of good stuff so thanks you guys so much for being here we appreciate you so much this has been Mm -hmm. yet another production of true crime paranormal with the psychic sisters take care bye everybody